Welcome to the Movers Resource Guide podcast, connecting you to the resources you need to create success. We chat with the best vendors, associations, mentors, movers, and more, giving you the information you need to make your moving company the best it can be. I'm your host, Brian Hassan, CEO of Wayfinder Moving in Buffalo, New York, Apex Moving in Lakewood, Washington, and the president of the New York State Movers Association. Today, we have a special treat and we have two guests. Brittany Brooks, Vice President of Concert Group and Chair of the International Association of Movers, U.S. Domestic Asset-Based Movers Group. Our second guest is Caleb McCartney, General Manager of Cornerstone Moving and Vice Chair of the International Association of Movers, U.S. Domestic Asset-Based Movers Group. Brittany and Caleb uh, joined us to talk about IAM and the DAB group and everything that it has to offer and all the things that we can learn and benefits we can gain from that. We get into talking about, uh, you know, we have our funny story and we also have, uh, you know, a conversation about the dispatchers conference that's coming up here this spring. So uh, a little bit different style uh, interview for you guys and conversation, but I think it'll be great. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, you know, with that, here we go. All right. Welcome Caleb and Brittany. Thank you for uh, joining us on the movers resource guide podcast. I'm really excited to talk about IAM and the DAB group today. So uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, we talked about this a little bit. We had a conversation at at the IAM annual meeting uh, about doing this. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited to have this conversation and and tell people about what you guys have going on. Um, So let's start really basic. (laughs) And what is... IAM for those people who don't know. And then once we talk about that, then give us a little bit about what the what the DAB group is. Of course, we'd be happy to. Caleb, you want me to go first? Um, yeah, you okay. go first. You take IAM and then I'll start with it. Okay, DAB. fair. So the IAM is the International Association of Movers. And one of the things I know you said, we just spoke in Toronto, so you think international, right? But I think the beauty to take away is that we're the association of all movers. So that's any participation in this transportation industry that we're in. Now, it is a membership-based network, but it's over 3,000 members strong. And amongst those 3,000 organizations, you're looking at tens of thousands of employees who participate. Um, The beauty to that is that there's collective bargaining in numbers, right? You have the ability to collaborate and network and socialize and really just evolve your business from all different levels. We've got great groups involved. There's young professional groups. um, There's charity organizations. So you really just have a chance to come together as a transportation industry and find like partners and find ways of just evolving, not just in your own personal career, but in your business growth. And there's different membership levels and and things of that nature. But I think that's that's the highbrow of who we are. Okay. Excellent. So We'll maybe dive back into some of these other things, but in the meantime, Caleb, uh, so tell us about the, the, the DAB group within the International Association of Movers. So like Brittany was saying, is there's different groups. There's a young professionals group. There's international trade groups. The U.S. DAB is United States Domestic Asset-Based Companies. And what the focus is there is it's companies like all of ours that have warehouses and trucks 
and crews that go out there every day, the, the bricks and mortar, boots on the ground companies. And about three, four years ago, um, IAM saw a need for this group because we wanted to give a voice to those companies that we weren't getting anywhere else in the industry. So US DAB was created. Um, and it was, you know, to give everyone a voice, a way to network with each other, a way to grow with each other, a way to learn from each other. And what it's grown into is, I think we have 177 companies now, wow. um, along with our DAB allies, which we can go into later, but to get together, you know, in Toronto, um, in other forms, we have webinars, we have classes, we have networking parties we like to have a good time it's a moving industry right so we have to yeah. mix in some good time there too so um us dab was created to the niche of the united states domestic companies that wanted to come together excellent so let's say i'm a mover and i'm like well wait a minute this maybe this, this doesn't apply to me i i don't do any international moving and i don't want to i don't want to have anything to do with it and also, I've heard that the International Association of Movers was mostly for military moving stuff. What you're saying with the DAB group is maybe that's a little bit different. Do you, maybe, Brittany, do you want to expound on that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, of course. Be happy to. So, and, and that is you know, kind of that common misconception, right? You hear the big word of international and you just think, okay, my small agency, my one warehouse location, we don't participate in that. We don't participate in maybe even the DOD side. Where do I fit in? Am I too small to even be in this group? And the answer is the polar opposite. No, you can absolutely participate. You have a place here. Um, and when we talk about the association of all movers, it's not one business line specific. Uh, Toronto is a great example. We had different learning session tracks that were designed based on different types of business lines. And one specifically was the COD and commercial side of the business. I mean, that is a, a huge opportunity for movers who are not in the international space or who are not in even the military DOD side of the equation. You know, there are some capacity agents and movers who all they do is office moving and they're a, a great player and a great network and a great capacity. Um, and IAM is a place for that. You know, it's a place for them to be able to come in and still add value and have resources Again, one thing to remember as movers is there's a lot of cost associations with progressing your brand, right? Legal bills, lobbyists, staying up to date on legislation, changes with documents, HR, all of these things have a cost associated to them. And we can't all hire 30 different staff members for this. It's just not feasible. So to be part of a big association like this, you have power in number. There's education that's being done at the executive level of these associations. And that information is shared back down to all of us. And it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter what business line you're a part of, but you get to benefit from those opportunities and that knowledge sharing. So you have a place, even and if you maybe just be a little bit out of a niche from the person sitting next to you, like Caleb's a great example. He can expand on his side, but you know, he was a big participant in Toronto on what they're diversifying and growing into. And while they may be heavily involved in one aspect of this industry, like international, they're starting to now go into a whole nother realm of this industry and sharing with people who are there, the subject matter experts, but he wouldn't have otherwise had that privilege without being able to sit next to them in Canada. Yeah. And, and I think she makes a really good point because being part of the dab, 
pushes you to do those other things. You get to hear about other people's stories and other people's successes in other parts of the industry, and it makes you want to, to jump in, to do something different, to try something new that you wouldn't have done. I mean, I didn't do that for seven years, and then I met people in this industry through DAB that helped me, helped push me to go do those different things. So I think it's really important about getting your group together and becoming part of something like that. Yeah. And I think it's really important to expand your horizons and understand what's going on, what other companies are doing and where they're successful and where they're not. And I can help you because I'm really strong here, but maybe you can help me where I'm weak over here. And I, I will say I, I didn't have anything planned on my agenda for the, uh, the COD talk that was given. And I, I was, I was a little arrogant when I walked in there. Like, I don't see anybody. Yeah. Like, you know, but I'll, I'll go. I'll be a body in the seat, right? You know, and uh, I'm taking all sorts of notes because some really good people up there, David Cox mm -hmm. from JK Moving, and I was like, some of the things that he was saying, I was like, holy crap, this guy's, uh, like, there were some really interesting things that were said there that yeah. were will be helpful to our business. And um, Gentle Giant was up there, and I can't remember the third one, but... Um, you know, what a great panel that was up there and a lot of great information. And that's just one little tiny nugget in the corner of IAM uh, compared to what what's all there to uncover. You, so, you talk about little nuggets, you know, that was just an hour. You know, how much can we expand yeah. on going forward? And that's what we like to do in DAB. We have monthly webinars each month. And, you know, our thought process is how do we expand on what we did in Toronto to teach people a little bit more of each of those tracks? So, it's exciting because you get people's attention at a big conference like that, but you can keep it throughout the entire year. Okay. And so we keep saying Toronto. And since most of the people that are probably listening to this are domestic. Yep. Uh, so in the last five to seven years, how many times has IAM's annual conference been held in the States? I'm glad you brought that up too. So my very first conference with IAM was 10 years ago and it was in Vancouver and that was the last time they went international. Yeah. So it's, okay. it's not, nor it's not, it's not often. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do, we do always book four years in advance just because of the size of our convention. I mean, we do bring yeah. anywhere from 1500 to 1800 attendees that come, which is a very exciting number of people. When you think from a collaboration standpoint and a network, standpoint. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. think about how much it would cost to travel to all of those people. So just just that number okay. alone. But no, it, it's not it's not often. Um, one thing we are diligent about, though, is we like to rotate between coasts. So we try and do an East Coast okay. and then a West Coast and then back again, just for the sake of travel. Um, because, yeah. you know, it is hard. Yeah, it's not fair uh, yeah. to always be on the, the East Coast. Yeah. But it's also as as a northerner, you know, it's, it's never, it's almost never up North. So Toronto, it was right. Yeah. But, uh, that being said, I don't know if I really want it to always, or to be up North. Yeah. Well, two years it's, it's from nice now, it's New York, New York City. City. Yeah. Well, oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two years. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll, that'll be interesting. Vegas is next too. year though, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be warm next year for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we kind of know now we, we've gotten a little bit into IAM. We know what the US DAB group is. Um, so what are the the main reasons or the main functions um, that what you're trying to accomplish with the US DAB group? Yeah. 
course. So within US DAB, um, we do have a management board that Caleb and I are blessed enough to be the chair and vice chair of. So as a volunteer group, there's roughly about 12 to 15 of us that sit on this management board. And the goal is kind of like Caleb said, there's about just over 170 different agencies here in the United States that have gone through the process to be a DAB verified moving company. There's a little bit of a process just to make sure that you're online for all of the requirements. You know, we do vet to make sure you do have a warehouse and you do own trucks. Um, you know, you can't be a, an internet based mover. We got to make sure you're real. Um, but within that management group, we really have three focus groups, um, three focus goals, I should say. One of them is membership. Uh, again, making sure that the general group at the International Association of Movers knows that we exist and know that you have a home. You know, if you're here in the United States and you're a moving company, um, you have a place and here's where you can kind of associate yourself with and with this smaller group. Um, so membership is number one. Outreach is number two. And that's really our forward communication and our outward um, levels of communication. So Caleb already teased our webinars that we do. So we do a once a month webinar, uh, which does have a rotation of different type of people and different types of topics that we go over. We also have a newsletter that goes out, which shares all kinds of different information. It could be individual topics. It could be relevant to what's kind of going on that quarter. It could be different types of industries. So it's just a wealth of information that we're publishing and sharing out with our networks. Um, we also highlight different companies. So during the holidays, we like to ha um, highlight those companies that are doing like charitable givings and just a way again to just get your brand out there. So outreach, okay. number two. And then the final, which in, is in my opinion, I think the most important <laughs> is advocacy. And Caleb, yeah. if you want, you can chat a little bit about what we're doing on the advocacy side because it is, it is so important. You know, advocacy, I think listening to what everybody wants to have done, you have a lot of different areas you could go to. But what we like to do is advocate for all the individual companies um, and one of the biggest things that's on the forefront right now, and I don't want to go into too much of it, but is the global household good, goods contract, which if you're not involved yeah. in military, you may not know about, but it's taking all of the military moves and putting them with one single entity, and they will then divvy out the work. Um, and so what we're doing is we're being the voice of all the other companies that, that don't have a voice getting all the information and sort of being an intermediary between industry and the global household goods contract winner who is home safe and yeah. you know even if you're not a military um, partner even if you don't do this work it is something that is going to touch everybody in our industry one way or another it's going to change how things are done it's going to change capacity um, it's going to change how people what people do whether they move in or out of the military realm so I think that's yeah. our biggest thing right now is making sure everybody has a voice and everybody's heard and that we take that information and we be that voice for them back to that contract winner. And I, I think it's really important to touch on the and, and really emphasize the fact that if you're not in this space now um, and you think this isn't affecting you, the only caution I'll say about that is there's so much turmoil and upheaval and change created with this that we may have some new entrants into the program 
there's also a lot of um, companies that have been in this program for been in DOD only moving for a long time that are now diversifying into um, other avenues. So you may find that there's a mover in your market that used to only work, do military yeah. work that is now competing with you doing other things. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that like you're correct, I think it will affect a lot of people, even when you don't think uh, on the surface that mm -hmm. it would affect you. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's an excellent point. So within that, though, I, do, do you want to get a little bit deeper into some of the advocacy things that you're doing within the GHC space and how you're trying to facilitate that? Yeah, we definitely can. Um, one of the things I think that's important, again, is to remember that there is power in numbers, right? Without going too deep yeah. into, you know, sharing costing and, th and things like that, which we don't um, emphasize, but it, it's more of the educational and having that voice and having that presence be a group versus an individual one agency mover in a small town that doesn't get a lot of volume. You know, being able to come together and say there's 150 plus agencies that are concerned with two or three bullet points. Um, you know, yeah. some of the things surrounding the Home Safe Alliance uh, is the fact that it's a FAR contract. So if you're not very familiar with these different types of words or, or you know, kind of lingo, is the current military program is based on a tender-based program, which comes with its own rules and regulations. But the new contract is FAR-based. And with that has different requirements. Some of that is percentages that have to go to small businesses and my own minority owners. Some of it has insurance requirements. Some of it has very specific claims lingo. So just keeping in mind that these two programs are going to be essentially run very differently from a documentation legal side of things, even though it's the same capacity providers, right? It's the same moving yeah. companies and trucks and steamship lines that are doing the current business, but we're operating under different, different technical terms and different requirements. So for an advocacy standpoint, we're very focused on making sure people who are doing the business now or who are interested in doing the business in the future understand the differences. If you are not currently qualified, making sure that we encourage them to have those discussions with their insurance providers or whatever that may be for them to find out what does it take to become qualified? Can I afford to be qualified? Yeah. And just making sure that they know ahead of time, because again, they may not have the people in their office to have the time or whereabouts to research this information. Um, so yeah. That's just a preview of kind of what we're focused on. And on the flip side too, is we're also making sure that HomeSafe understands how those costs are going to affect the people, the capacity that they currently have. The, the companies that know how to yeah. take care of our military, that know how to do this and do it day in and day out, we want to make sure they have a grasp on, okay, what is this going to do? If I do this, if we do this, yeah. and how is it going to affect down the line? Yeah. And I think that's what's important for us yeah. is to make sure they understand that and we can communicate back and forth. Yeah. And I, it's, it's obviously a very charged subject, right? So we're trying to be very yeah. <laughs> um, uh, level here with this conversation, but I think it, you know, it definitely does affect a lot of people and, and they have to understand the, the documentation requirements are going to be different. Mm -hmm. The, you know, 
being in a, an environment where we have to pay um, yeah. prevailing wage mm-hmm. is going to be different and just understanding all those yeah. those different intricacies. So um, we always do a plug at the end to how to reach out to you guys. Yes. But if you're doing DOD work and you don't really understand what's going on or just need more information on that, you definitely want to reach out to somebody at, in the IAM, the DAB group, uh, send yes, one of you guys an email um, to, to at least point them to the right resources. Yes. Even if you're not uh, a member to... of IAM now, it doesn't matter. This is important to anyone who's in this field. So if you have questions, if you're not sure, call either Caleb or myself or email one of us and we'd be happy to you know, sit down with you and make sure that you understand where you are in terms of making sure you qualify and what you need to do to get there. Um, Because it it is very important. You're right. These are livelihoods. And this is sometimes two, three, four generations of movers. Um, So it's a big change coming in the future. And and understanding to make sure that we're doing the right, the things correctly, Mm -hmm. like moving forward so that we don't get in trouble after the fact for not paying prevailing wage, not doing the documentation, right? All of those things to make sure that, that we understand what, what this all entails. Um, Okay. So here's the point uh, in the podcast where, you know, things are getting a little too heavy for us, right? So uh, let, let's, uh, I think uh, Caleb has a, a moving story queued up for us that, that we can I do. enjoy. I do. So this had to be seven, eight years ago. One of the first summer I was here, I spent uh, in the warehouse and on the trucks before I moved into the mm-hmm. office. And one of the first jobs I was on, I actually was inventorying and got to a point where I was about to stop and someone looked at me and they're like, hey, can you help me with the couch? It already been wrapped. It was ready to go. It was a code four shipment. So it was wrapped in brown mm-hmm. paper. And we start picking this up and we're outside and there's a noise coming from inside <laughs> the couch. And it couldn't distinguish exactly what it was, but we open the brown paper and this cat just busts out of the paper into the yard and up the tree. It took probably 45 minutes and five people (laughs) climbing on each other's shoulders to get up this tree, to get the cat down and back inside. I mean, you don't want to lose anything when you're moving a customer, but to lose their cat would probably not be a a good idea. So that was one of my first experiences in, um, in moving in on some, in someone's house. So it was, um, and you stayed around, right. you're still in the industry. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I stayed around. It's, it's, uh, to any customers out there, it's important to lock your cats up, yes. especially the dogs tend not to end up in furniture. No, but, but they the cats, go on trucks though. No. They are curious. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> yes. no, it's, but I will say what dedication by cornerstone to like scale up a tree to, to get a I don't think it was OSHA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they would have been happy with what uh, we were doing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that know. was the lunch break. It, it's yeah, that's right. That's right. Lunch break, yeah. All in an effort clock. to take care mm-hmm. of the the member, right? Uh, yeah. uh, that's well, I appreciate that. That's uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, um, so. Any other things with the, before we move on to other subjects, any other things that we want to talk about with IAM or the US DAB group or anything that you think would be really important for uh, the listeners to know about? 
I think we've done a good job of just the high level. And, you know, the takeaway point is, you know, if you're reflecting at your own agency and you're looking for a way to just get involved more and you want that exposure to like-minded people in the industry, you know, this isn't exclusive to owners or principals only, you know, it doesn't matter what level of the industry that you're at in your company. If you want to do more and you're ready to kind of crave and be involved, reach out to one of us. Um, you know, we'd love to find a home for you and find a way to get you involved. Um, there's there's plenty, you know, we talked about our initiatives. There's ways of getting involved without a, a large time commitment. So if you're at that place in your career or you're with your organization, you know, just reach out to us. It's nice to have people who are, you know, on the mission with us together, um, you know, more the merrier. So we'd love to have you involved. Yeah. And I, I think that and this is one of the reasons I started the podcast because, for instance, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. I'm trying to develop and and learn as much as I can about the industry. So I kind of want to bring people along on this journey yeah. and uh, associations, whether that's a state association, uh, national, international, whatever. The more exposure you can get to other movers and learn what they're doing, uh, it's going to really ex increase that learning curve um, and, and help you develop uh, your company quicker and, and really uh, get some advantages on your competition. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. So in that vein <laughs> of, of being involved in the industry and meeting other people and learning, um, there is another conference um, or group meeting or whatever we want to call it, a uh, fun event, um, and that is the Dispatchers Conference. Um, and so... Uh, I'm not sure which one of you wants to take the start of this, but how would we uh, go, you know, whether you're a dispatcher or not, let's get into the whole, what, is, what the heck is the dispatchers conference? Yeah, go ahead, Caleb, you can start. <laughs> so dispatchers is in the past been a, a huge networking event. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like that pre-peak season time where everyone can get together, let off a little steam, network with each other, um, talk about what was going to happen this summer, exchange numbers. These are the people that when you're in a bind in the middle of the summer and you can't find a home for a shipment or you need something that's done a thousand miles away that you're going to pick up the phone and you know they're going to have your back. Yeah. Well, what we've decided to do with dispatchers is keep that fun part, keep that networking and we're actually going to add a couple learning sessions. And it's going to be in Fort Lauderdale, uh, March 20th through the 24th. Uh, the first learning session will be that Wednesday afternoon, and then we'll have another one on Thursday morning. And I think the big thing about this is you don't have to be a member of IAM. Yeah. You don't have to be a dad. Um, you, if you think you might want to test the waters and see what dad's all about and see what, you know, Everyone there's not going to be a dab. Everyone there's not going to be from IAM, but there's going to be a big group of us that are. Yeah. So if you want to come and learn a little bit on Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning and then have some fun, there's networking events. Um, I'll let Brittany go in and talk about a few of the things that we have planned, but it, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, he's, I, I'm, I don't know how you contain yourself, man. I love this. <laughs> it's so much fun. You know, he said it. There's so many good conventions that are 
100% learning based. Um, but the reality is peak season is hard, right? We're in a really tough industry and it's nice to be able to have people by your side. And so we're all getting ready beforehand. Um, you know, the biggest thing when you're networking is you want, you know, like-minded people, collaboration, yeah, opportunities. So dispatchers is just that you're going to have, you know, two opportunities to sit through learning sessions that you otherwise would have to spend a really large amount of money to do. And then you've got four days of networking. Um, you know, we do pretty big party dinner kind of events with themes. We've got golfing, we have deep sea fishing, we've got Everglades tours, we've got sunset cruises, we've got rooftop bar events. I mean, there's, if you are interested, or we just have a day where it's just a pool party too. So, I mean, it, there, you could just come to Fort Lauderdale, sit on the beach for four days and drink pina coladas with your friends in the industry, or you can be really, really active too and come to Florida. So it's just, yeah. it's really fun. It's low cost entry. You know, again, back to that point of being conservative with everyone's money and cost conscious. You know, this is a really affordable convention to come to. It's a, uh, it's a good starter it is. conference. It's a great starter conference. <laughs> you know, a little bit of education, a little bit of networking, a lot of fun. Um, and, and usually you have anywhere from 400 to 500 people attend. So it's, it's still pretty heavily yeah, attended. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, it's a good starter conference. And I think that it, it was when I first was finding out about it, it took a couple years to convince me to attend because the ones pitching it to me was like, it's, it's just a party. We go and we hang out and we have a good time for a few days. And there's only two meetings. It's a formal dinner. And then another meeting where you decide where you're going to have it next year. And I was like, yep. Uh -huh. I, I'm not really a big drinker. Why do I want to go? Like, I, I, I don't need to do that. Yep. And for whatever reason, I was eventually convinced to attend and the networking there is better than anywhere, anywhere else, else. Um, yeah. because you're, 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 you're not doing necessarily formal sessions all the time. And now we have a couple, which is great. Um, but it's not, uh, you're just in these relaxed situations mm -hmm. where you're building relationships yeah. and it's, I think the better relationships are the ones that are made standing across a bar or doing an activity or something, not necessarily the ones that are made across a vendor booth. Yeah. Um, you really get to know the people better. You get to understand them. You get to build those relationships. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Caleb, when you need something or when you're in a, a bind or you need some help or some work or whatever else, those relationships are, are what you can really lean on. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think that's uh, very important. And I will say uh, the first year that I attended, it ended up raining. So we, we were kind of corralled inside a lot of the time, but, um, that first year we, we generated 150 to $200,000 of revenue just because we attended that conference yeah. because of the relationships we built. It was, uh, it was fantastic for us and, uh, really, and it's a really good time too. Yeah. It's, it's enjoyable. It really it's time. relaxing. It's All the people are wonderful. Everybody's very welcoming. And, um, but it's, it's not, I, I just like to make sure I tell people it's, yeah, it's kind of a party and you, yeah. you go there to have a good time and we're movers. So we, we party pretty yeah. hard. Um, <laughs> but, but there's some really, really excellent uh, connections and relationships yeah. that are, that are made. And there. we've built so. in so many things too. And honestly, Brian, over the years, People bring their plus ones now. We've had people bring their adult children. I mean, it's a good time and we do have a cocktail or three, but it's also, <laughs> I mean, that's not what it's all about too. I mean, it's, there's so many opportunities to network and socialize and it's really a great, it's a great event. 
Yeah, and I, I would say a good chunk of the who's who's in the of the industry are there, yes. and uh, you want a personal conversation with somebody in the industry that might be harder to get to. Uh, if, if they're attending this conference, you will easily be able yes. to get to them. Yes. Yeah. And I think one thing we've tried to do over the last couple of years is we're incorporating owner operators too. Yeah. You know, we, we want to make sure that they're there and they have a presence and they can. I mean, we wouldn't be anywhere without them. So let's make sure everyone's included. And the learning sessions are going to be based, uh, knowledge-based, not just on military moves, mm -hmm. but they'll encompass the entire industry. So don't think if I don't do military that I'm not going to get anything from those learning sessions because you will. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and the connections you make there are just not military yeah. connections. It's, you know, the, there's yeah. plenty of movers that are doing many things and uh, you can absolutely bring your struggles and your questions with you. Um, and you'll find answers yeah, yep. for sure. So, okay. We're, we're kind of coming up against our, our time limit here. Um, any, any last nuggets or words of wisdom, Caleb or Brittany, anything you want to leave us with? No, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to come and, uh, tell a little bit about IAM and dad and, um, give our little plug for dispatchers and we appreciate it and hope to be on again same absolutely easy enough yeah, yeah. we appreciate you brian this was great <laughs> yeah thank you guys for for taking the time to join us i know you're both very busy um i, I this was a nice like uh, ten thousand yeah. foot view uh one just to get people warmed up and uh yes we would love to have you guys back or other members of the dab group uh get a little bit more into some meat and potatoes the next time too. absolutely so, anytime that'd be great All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Movers Resource Guide podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank Brittany and Caleb for taking time out of their busy schedules to join us. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, if you would like to get a hold of Brittany or ask questions of her, you can email her at bbrooks at concertmoving.com. And if you'd like to get a hold of Caleb, you can email him at calebm at cornerstonemoving.com. I had a great time at IAM in Toronto. They put a really good conference on. If if you're interested at all, you really should join us in Las Vegas. Um, also, if you're into the more starter mover conference, um, it would be a really great idea to, to head to dispatchers in Florida. Uh, you can uh, reach out to Brittany or Caleb if you want more information on those things. Um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We hope you get something out of it. We hope you're enjoying it. Um, if you are enjoying it, you know, don't forget to tell a friend, hit the subscribe button. Uh, don't forget that we're not just on YouTube and we're on all the podcast channels and everywhere you could listen to a podcast, you should be able to find us. Um, if you have any questions or have any suggestions for uh, a future podcast episode, uh, please send us an email at moversresourceguide at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, so hope you enjoyed. Uh, have a great day. Now get moving.